What's up, everyone? Welcome to The Venue Rx. On this show, we are passionate about documenting and sharing best practices for owning, operating, and managing world-class wedding venues. And we have a belief on this show that uh, we feel like wedding venue education and wedding industry education should be available to everyone. And that's our goal and our purpose here uh, on this show. And we do that in a variety of different ways. We have our Venue Owner Series. Uh, obviously, we have the podcast content. If you're listening on podcasts, that's awesome. We do have a YouTube channel as well. And uh, it's really fun. It's a fun way to connect with people in the industry. We've got this venue owner series we've been doing where we connect directly with venue owners. We also connect directly with professionals, uh, industry professionals who are amazing at, at you know, different things, different pieces. And we're highlighting those as we uh, bring their stories and their message to you here on this channel. Today, we have someone who I actually met a couple of years ago at Wedding MBA. He's spoken on so many different stages. In fact, getting ready to speak uh, here in Orlando for a big Cater Source TSC event. And so I'm really excited and honored to welcome Alan Katz to the show. Alan, thank you so much for being here. Hey, it's great to be here. Thank you for having me on the show. Well, I'm excited to talk about the topic for today. We're going to be talking about reviews. And, you know, before we get into that, though, I love a good origin story. And I'm really curious, you know, how did you get started in this industry? Um, and just tell me a little bit about your business, Great Efficiency. Great. So I never imagined 20 years ago that I would run the largest company of its type in the industry. But here I am. Uh, it started off with an innocuous friend asking me to do their wedding ceremony. The thing that now I tell people to dread. But I was a performer. So of all my friends, I'm the only performer. So I learned what I had to do and I performed the ceremony. At the end of the ceremony, everybody came up to me and go, oh my God, Alan, you need to quit whatever you're doing and concentrate on this. You were amazing. And so I go, okay, I, I put up a storefront. I put up a, a website. And all of a sudden I started getting bookings and more bookings and more bookings. So many that I couldn't even handle. So I had to bring other people on and more people on. And so that's where great officiants kind of came where I can put together a conglomerate of the best wedding officiants in town and trained people who I saw who had ability to be able to do the best officiants in town and brought them all together on a team to be the powerhouse of the place to find an officiant in Southern California. Wow, that's huge. And you're in, you know, you mentioned Southern California. We're in Southern California here. Where specifically are you? Um, our base camp is in Long Beach, California, but we basically serve everywhere from San Diego to Santa Barbara. So cool. the whole basic Southern California area. That's and cool. we have, I have a wedding chapel, a little boutique wedding chapel that seats 30 guests. It's an indoor and outdoor chapel. We also have a beach wedding division where we actually do setups on the beach with the chairs, the arches, the permits, the insurance. And we also are a special agent for the Los Angeles County to issue marriage licenses. Wow. Okay. So, it's definitely we're basically grown. a one-stop shop for anybody who wants to get married. Very, very, very cool. You guys have definitely grown then from, you know, some friends telling you. I'm curious though, you said um, now you teach people to dread that. Why, why do you teach people to dread that? Or how, what's that shift been like? Asking somebody, a friend or a family member to officiate wedding sounds like a great thing, but most of the time it doesn't turn out that way. Um, because they don't know how to use a microphone. They don't know to tell everybody to stand or sit. They don't know, you know, this or this or stepping out of the way for the kiss. They, a professional really knows how to really work the ceremony, work the audience, work the group. Other people are very nervous. Um, in fact, you know, we're talking to venues right now. So I was talking with this one couple and I'm saying, well, why did you choose this venue over the other venue that you were looking at? He goes, you know, I went to a wedding over at the other venue 
and they had their friend officiate and it was so terrible that every time I walked into that place, I just had that that terrible vibe that this place just, ugh. And that, that wedding venue lost a $100,000 wedding because the people had been there to a wedding that was done by a non-professional. Mm. That's so true. You don't think of officiants necessarily as like on the same maybe impact level as a caterer or the bar or some of those things. But if you really think about it, you know, the officiants, you're, you're, you're right there with the DJ controlling the whole thing. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And, and we've, we've done something different as far as officiating normally, you know, and I know this sounds terrible, but people dread venues, wedding planners, DJs dread the ceremony part of it because if anything goes wrong, that sets the tone for the day where we decided that we were going to do the opposite. We were going to make the ceremony, the high point of the wedding, that that's, that's the beginning, that's the celebration, that's the place where everybody's going to go, yeah, this is great, this is great, now let's party, and then go off to the party, instead of something that has to be dreaded. And we take control over the situation. We make sure that the wedding planner, that the DJ, that the photographer are all in sync, so that when we walk up there, we can deliver the most amazing ceremony to please everybody, to get everybody laughing and joyous and have fun, instead of that old guy who stands up there and preaches the gospel and da, 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 da. and everyone's just like, we want people to walk away from the ceremony going, that was awesome. Now let's party. Yeah. I, I love that. Setting the pace for what, what's to come. I, I'm curious, you mentioned mm-hmm. preaching the gospel. I know a lot of uh, officiants kind of are on one or the other side of the aisle, sometimes they're more religious, um, you know, someone with a pastoral background or someone who has more of a non-religious side of things. And we both have good friends, you know, that, that I think do both probably. Um, yeah. And I mean, we do both, you know, a, a ceremony is just a selection of words. It's a selection of words that the officiant and the couple puts together. Can it be religious? Absolutely. Can it be non-religious? Absolutely. Can we do uh, crazy star Wars weddings? Absolutely. It's just a matter of the words and the tone that we select. And we work that together with the couple to make sure that it's it's perfect and appropriate for them and their guests. That's awesome. Alan, I want to ask you a question before we jump into talking about reviews. What, because you've been to thousands of weddings, right? You've, you've officiated them. Over 7,000. Wow. That's like, that's insane. It is. Is there something that a venue can do to set their officiant up for success, especially when it's a blank canvas venue? Absolutely. Number one, choose a professional. Have Talk to the officiant about what their needs are to make sure that they have it, so that they've worked with the other vendors. And a lot of times when I go into places, it's vendors that I've worked with and we all get each other. We know each other. So get people who are professionals in all parts of it, not just the officiant, but in all parts of the, the venue and vendor part is people who are professionals and who can work together as a team. Have that team concept. And that's what it's all about team, be together, work together to succeed in making the couple's dream a success. That's what we want to do. Is, so is for it, a venue to help to help us out is, is make sure that, you know, the speakers aren't in the picture, to make sure that the sound is going to work, to make sure that the backdrop's not going to fall over, which has happened before. Make sure that there's the appropriate table. So communication is key with every vendor on the team. What's the earliest time that you really need to have communication with the venue? Is there like a 30 days out or preferably 60 days? Is there kind of a rule of thumb that you go by? You know, there's not any rule of thumb. As long as 
you know, if it's a it's a vendor planner or, or you know, event planner, um, making sure that they have all the the keys before that. But I can even go the day of and say, hey, I need this, I need this, I need this. Let's get this to happen. And that's why we always show up, you know, an hour to thirty minutes before the ceremony to make sure that's all there. Mm, got it. Uh, makes makes total sense. I know we have a lot of uh, listeners who may either be considering purchasing a venue or starting a venue, you know, building one, or maybe even they have a venue and they're just kind of like cutting their teeth on on vendor relations and some of those things. So that's definitely helpful. Let's transition to talking about reviews. Uh, this is something that you've I know talked on before. I'm really excited to kind of hear your your perspective, why are reviews so important um, for venues, but our industry as a whole? Well, for the most part, reviews are everything. Um, people trust reviews, either printed reviews or visual reviews, unlike uh, video testimonials, more than anything. You know, you can put anything you want on the website. You can say, we're the best and the best and the best. But if you don't have that backed up by people who have given you reviews, then all your words are nonsense. So people trust reviews. People use reviews. Like when you're going to a restaurant, you know, what do you do? Do you look up that? You go to Yelp and you look up, oh God, this place has great reviews. Let's check this place out. Or, oh my God, this place like is a three star and consistently failed. I'm not going to go there. So do you want to go to a venue that consistently has two and three star reviews? No. You want to go to a place that has five star reviews. We have, we have over 3,000 online reviews. Okay. We have five times the amount of anybody out there. And we do that because we have a recipe of getting reviews. We also do a lot of weddings, but we have a recipe for doing the work to get the reviews. And the reviews are essential. Can we unpack that a little bit? What is the work to get reviews? Because I know even from the venues that we manage, you know, for we actually just brought on a fifth venue. I know it's a struggle sometimes for my venue managers to get the reviews after the wedding because it feels like it. You know, everything's done and, and now it kind of feels a little bit out of sight, out of mind. How does a venue really capture those quality reviews? Well, first thing you got to do is not suck, okay? <laughs> the most important thing to get a good review is be amazing at what you do, is exceeding expectations. So let's kind of backtrack to that. It's making sure that to get the reviews, you have to make sure that you've done what you promised and excel at that and exceed expectations. That way you're guaranteed of being able to get a better review, right? If you've done a bad job, if you're, if you have failed, if the food came out cold, if, if something happens, you may not be able to get that great review because something failed. If you look at every event like, oh my God, Yelp is sitting here in the room and I better make sure that I please Yelp, all right? Yelp isn't a real person, but I mean, you know, just imagine that they're sitting there in a the room judging you. Okay, this waiter is da 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 Right? Make sure that everything that happens, you're looking around. How you doing, Yelp? Good? All right. Now, I know that sounds really um, challenging, but that's what everybody is. Everybody in that room is Yelp. Your couple is Yelp. Your couple is Wedding Wire. Your couple is The Knot. So you got to make sure that they are happy. That's the, that's the beginning part. Once you know you've made them happy, then you can proceed to the next part. So most couples, they get married right? What do they do after their wedding? They go on a honeymoon, maybe. They, they go on their honeymoon, right. Right. So that first week after their wedding, they're not even there. They're not present. They're off on some island or some hotel enjoying their time. Then they come back. They need one whole week to get back into the swing of things. 
to get back into their job, to get back into their life. That whole first week, they're catching up. So when I tell them to reach out for the reviews, I say, wait two weeks after the wedding. So go back to your calendar and every two weeks, we reach out to the couples who we did weddings for two weeks prior and said, hey, you know, now it's the time to brag about your wedding. You know, did you have a good time at your wedding? Blah, 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 blah. Now, here's where it's, here's where it's good. Don't just tell people, hey, go to, go to Yelp and, and review us. You actually need to tell people exactly where to go and what to say in your email. So I'm going to get back to that in a little bit. But sending them an email, asking them, tell us about the great things that happened at your wedding. Now, in this email, what I tell my, my people who I train to do this is on your website, create a page which has all the links to all the different places that they can review you. This will be a hidden page that'll only be accessible to people who you give that actual link to. So in that email, did we have a good time? Put a thumbs up on there. Click the thumbs up if we did a good job. You click the thumbs up, it takes you to that page. It says, please place some nice reviews for us. Here's the places where you can say some nice things about us. And then it'll give the direct link to WeddingWire, the direct link to Not, direct link to Google, but don't send the direct link for Yelp. And here's the reason. Yelp will know that they've been given a direct link and they will, they will hide that review. Yelp hides reviews all the time. So what you wanna do is when you're giving the Yelp link, put yelp.com and then say, put in the name of our business and the city. And that way it, they search it and then it goes to that business and then they can review it. If you do it the other way, it messes things up completely. That is so interesting because I totally, I'm, I mean, that I've seen that play out. You get 10, 15 hidden reviews, and that's totally because we must be sending the direct link. That's a huge. That's one reason. The other reason is that these people have, the reason why Yelp puts those like that is that these people may have only reviewed one place before, or, or they, they haven't been very active, or they're in another city, or there's, there's multiple reasons why they, they will hide that review. So what you need to do is if you see that it's hidden, ask those people, hey, I saw your Yelp review and it's hidden. Could you do me a favor? Could you review a couple places around? So Yelp thinks that you're a real person and not some fake email address. And then Yelp all of a sudden will say, okay, these people are now making other reviews. I'm going to pull them out of that and put it back onto your page. Hmm. Also friend them. Also respond to the review to make sure that it's doing. Responding to the reviews is, is also very important. It's responding to good reviews and bad reviews. Don't just respond to the bad reviews, but when the good reviews come in, thank you so much. You know, your wedding was, was amazing. We were thankful to be able to offer, and then tell stuff about your story. You know, the, the special Swedish meatballs that, that we brought in from Sweden, you know, something special that you remember from that wedding. We're glad that we were able to make that dream come true. And that way, when people are going through the reviews, they see not only that you've you know, made comments on the ones that weren't so great, but that you honored the ones that were great. I love that. Let's shift here. I want to talk briefly about how to handle bad reviews. Um, okay. And so, but actually before we jump there, I want to ask a question. Is there a way, let's say someone leaves a review, a Yelp review, and it's hidden and they're not willing, they've got a million things going on. They're not willing to go and, you know, review other places and it's just not, happening to get that review pulled out of the hidden zone. Are there other ways to leverage that review, maybe on your website Absolutely. or other places? You know, this, this is a great question because anytime you get a review, 
um, tell a friend, tell a story, put it up, even if it's going to be a hidden review, put it up on your, on your, on your Facebook or your social media, do a, do a snap clip of it and say, hey, we just got this great review for our wedding, blah, 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 blah. Um, look at this great review, put it on your social media, put it in your blog, put it, um, make a TikTok about it. All right. Hey, this is our new review. Take, you know, and, and you can see it. It's cut out. So it's an actual review. You can see, you know, you do a snip of it. That way it's it's preserved there. So hopefully maybe someday when it does go out, um, it'll be there for everybody to review. Totally. And even even if it doesn't, you're still leveraging it in different ways. That's right. Makes and, sense. Exactly. You know, and tell other people if if all of a sudden they 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 mention somebody in the review, like one of your employees. Did a great job. Tell your employee, hey, look, you got a we got a great review because of you. That's and, you. And some places, you know, offer incentives to their to their to their team. Hey, if somebody mentions you in your review, you get a $25 spiff. You know, so that will train people to work harder. So hey, yeah, mention, I mean, you don't want to tell people, mention us in your review, you know, but if somebody does exceed expectations like that and gets their name mentioned, hey, give them a spiff. Totally. One more question before we move to the, the how to handle negative reviews. You said something earlier that, re that really caught my ear. You said, you know, Yelp is in the room or WeddingWire is in the room. Do you believe that we should be just focused on the couples or are we also focused on all of the guests? A little bit of both. Um, for the most part, the couple is the one who's going to review us. All right. We want to make sure that that couple reviews us because they're the actual people. But hey, if grandma wants to throw a nice review, I'm great. If somebody else wants to throw a nice review, the, the backside of that is if somebody in the room was unhappy and they put a bad review, you can always fight that because we did not, this person did not hire us. We did not work for this person. This person was an angry, vicious person. Um, you know, Yelp can remove stuff like that mm. because they weren't the wedding wire and the knot. Absolutely. If they didn't have, if you didn't have a contract with them, then that review's gone. Hmm. Interesting. So if you do have a bad review and it's from someone who attended the wedding because they weren't your contracted client, they actually don't necessarily have the right according to those platforms to review you. On, that... on, on wedding wire and the knot. Yes. On others, you, you may have to fight a little more for it. Yeah. Like the, the other day, we just got a, a one-star Yelp review because somebody didn't like something that one of our patients did not related to it, not related to the industry, but they found out that they worked with us. So they put a review on our website. I immediately tagged Yelp on this and said, hey, this, this isn't regarding our business. And they took it off. Mm, very cool. Very cool. Okay. So, so let's not take stuff off. And you don't have to be an advertiser on Yelp to get them to take stuff off. That's a fallacy as well. I do advertise on Yelp, but I, I, I get bad reviews. I get good reviews. You know, I get everything. So let's talk about bad negative reviews. And I think um, there's a number of ways this can probably come up, but let's, Let's talk to somebody who maybe is taking over a venue. So they are buying an existing business and they need to give the reputation a facelift. So there's some negative reviews floating around out there, maybe because of past management choices or whatever. How do you handle a negative review when you're in this situation? Okay, so a couple of different ways. Some, some, some places that they've taken over and has had a terrible reputation is they create a brand new site on Yelp a brand new business site on Yelp, maybe worded different, the blah, 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 and start fresh. That's a way of doing it as well. Um, notifying Yelp that that other business is no longer in and to take that down and then start fresh. 
That's one way of just having a fresh outlook on a, on a new site. That's one way of doing it. The other way is to um, start getting reviews quick once you've taken over. Um, have people you know, write reviews for the place. You know, hey, I just took a tour of this place and it's wonderful. I can't wait to have my wedding here. And just start building on top of it because most people aren't going to scroll that far down. Mm-hmm. They're going to look at the first page of reviews. So if you can get that first page filled up quickly with people reviewing your business, people won't go so far deep into the rabbit hole. Mm. That, that Start bringing it up from three stars, four stars and on up. If it's below three stars, junk it and start a whole new business page and say that other business went out of business or see if they can put a referral on it. Is that just because yeah. it takes way too long to bring it up from like a two-star or one-star? It's not even worth saving at that point? Yeah, and, and if it is, and if you do keep the other one, make sure in your text saying, we took over this facility in 2003 um, and all the stuff behind was before we took over and renovated the place, um, you know, and put that in your text. So when people are looking at the reviews, oh yeah, well, these people just took it over as of this date. So when they look at the reviews, they'll look at the reviews from that date up. Hmm. That makes sense. Take us to when you get a review, you get a negative review maybe. And let's say that it's not something that you can fight because they weren't your client or whatever. How do you respond? How does the venue respond to that? Actually, if the, the best way to respond is if somebody puts a negative review about your place, I want you to get onto the email and I want you to write them the nastiest letter possible. I want you to call them every name in the book. I want you to insult their mothers. I want you to say every negative thing, how ugly their dress was, how stupid they looked, how their, how their, everything that they did was wrong and then delete it, all right? Because you want to get that aggression out because when you receive that review, that negative review, it hurts you to your soul. It's it's the it's the hardest thing to see when you know you put your blood, sweat, and tears on something, and somebody didn't appreciate it. You're like, oh, this hurts. But then analyze what they're saying and figure out what went wrong. A lot of times, communication will help. So sometimes people just want to be heard. Mm-hmm. So you know you may want to contact the person. Hey, I just saw that you you posted this review on our website. Um, gosh, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean for that to happen. You know, tell me what happened. Sometimes people just want to talk it out. And if they talk it out, you know, they go, you know what, I'm, I'm really sorry, you know, please consider taking down the review. And you know what, half the time they'll take it down because they got to air it out, because they get to air their grievances. Maybe you'll give them something or a little bit of a refund or a bottle of wine or something, dinner for two, whatever it takes. You, you don't want to do that, but you don't want to get angry at them. All right. You want to get nicer because people are expecting you to go, what the did you put that review on us for? When if you take the other tack, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean for it to be that way. No, eat a little crow. It might help. If that doesn't do the work, then then your response is everything. So when you're responding to a negative review, thank them. I want to thank you for posting this review. After reading your review and talking to you, I realized that there is a challenge going on with my company. And today, I have put new resources in place that will make sure that something like this will never happen again to any of my couples. And I have you to thank for that. I hope you have a wonderful life together and thank you for making me and my business a better place. Boom! (laughs) You know, that will take people who are reading it saying they took this seriously. Mm -hmm. 
And sometimes the people who posted the review are mad that you thank them and will remove the review. Yeah, totally. Because you're... So if you... Oh, go ahead. Yeah. No, if you've learned something from the review, if you've learned something from that topic, then uh, then people know that, okay, they take this seriously. And That's really they powerful. will discount the review. I, I feel like sometimes, like you just said, people want to vent. They just want to get it out there. But sometimes I've heard of instances where the couple maybe had a fantastic time, but then they heard later, you know, after those one or two week periods that, you know, the heat lamp wasn't close enough to their aunt or the, you know, food or some of these different things all add up. How valuable do you think uh, prevention is trying to get as much of that feedback and elicit as much of that negative feedback potentially through email versus waiting for it to show up on a review? That's the beauty of sending that email is in addition to the thumbs up, also put a thumbs down and the thumbs down will actually take people to an email. So it'll have, it'll have an email that will come directly to you. So that way it'll alleviate that problem. Do you have a great time? Great. If so, click the thumbs up and you can remove it. If you had a bad time, let us know what happened. And they can click that and it'll automatically open up an email and they can vent their things there. So that might be proper planning. I know there's probably different tools that can be used for that, but is there a specific like online tool that you've used for this like thumbs up, thumbs down interface for the email? You know what? Um, you just you just make your own. I've made my own special email um, that you know the, the thumbs up link will take us to the website. The thumbs down link will open up an email. There there are companies out there that will actually um, send. A, well, you you up, update the uh, their website with your email, their emails and their stuff and they'll automatically send stuff and then automatically every three days they'll send stuff until they get a review mm. if if the people quote uh, three stars or less it'll take them to a page that will say tell us what happened but if it's four four or five stars it'll automatically post mm. so some of those some of those um, websites have a, an ability to automatically take them couples to a page and if you do three stars it won't post it Got it. So it's kind of a bit of a filtering there. Yeah. Okay. So. Cool. Well, Alan, this is this is awesome to kind of get some of this feedback around reviews specifically. You know, having a beautiful venue is is important, but reviews, like you said, are the way that people uh, evaluate. You know, I think even if they want a tour, and people are looking at a bunch of different places, they're looking at Wedding Wire and the Knot, they're looking at Yelp, they're looking at you know maybe Google My Business even. Um, are there any other places that are maybe underpriced attention where we should be focusing that maybe uh, venue professionals or, or industry professionals in our industry here aren't, aren't taking care of their reviews correctly? I think the best ones are the Knot, WeddingWire, Yelp, um, and Google. Those are, those are the big four. Um, if there's other things that are popular in the area, like some TripAdvisor for some places is important. Some areas have more localized stuff. So local stuff in their neighborhood, local Facebook groups, things like that, um, are also places to, to show off these reviews. Now, the next part of the reviews is not just the written reviews, because written reviews are great. And people fairly trust written reviews for the most part. What stands out even more is live testimonials. So I don't know if you're ready to get into this yet. Let's, no, let's, this, is a very, this is a very good spot because people trust video more than they do words especially these days with, with TikTok being so big and, and YouTube being so big, people spend hours and hours on there. 
Why not prevent, present a visual medium of what you do to people? What's the best and, way to get this? What's the best way to get a video okay, testimonial? Actually, the best time to do it, you would think that you, know, you can't get this a couple of weeks after because it's just dry. But at the end of the night, when these people have danced asses off, okay, they've been dancing the whole, their makeup is smeared down their face. His hair is like all crazy now, right? That's the time you want to get it because they're, they're so amped. They had the best time. And then you take out your phone and you put it, now depending on what medium you're going to put it on, if you're going to do a TikTok um, or, or Facebook uh, story, do it this way. If you're going to put it on YouTube, do it this way. Or you can do it this way for, for either way. But what you want to do is you want to go, oh my God, to start the video, oh my God, you just got married here. You just had your wedding. Tell me how you're thinking. They're like, oh my God, this was great. We danced our asses off. The food was so good. Oh my God, we just had the best time. Thank you, thank you. And, uh, and if you've looked at any of my reviews, at the end of it, I say, now give each other a kiss. And that's the way it closes the end. And oh my gosh, people look at this and they're like, wow, this is great. This Very is great. Cool. And then post that in your social media. Put that on your story page. Put that on your TikTok page. Put it onto YouTube. Put it everywhere you can and then tag it appropriately. Testimonial or blah, blah venue. What are people going to see? Oh my God, I want a venue that makes me feel that way. That's the feeling that I want to get. Not everyone's going to be a, a killer one. Some people are more reserved. But if you get that those killer reviews, absolutely put it up there. That's what sells. For someone who's listening to this right now and is like, Alan, that's great. You know, you told us you're a performer and everything. I just don't know if I'm comfortable doing that. You know, and there's that feeling of trepidation or maybe just being a little bit nervous to have the boldness to just walk up to the couple and say, hey, I'm going to, you know, record you right now. Are there any tactics that you've used to kind of make someone more comfortable being willing to approach the couple like that for this video testimonial? Um, put on your Nikes and just do it. Um, <laughs> you, you know, sometimes in order to be successful, you have to step outside your comfort zone. You have to be able to say, you know what, I'm, I'm going to do this. I want to get, I want to get, I mean, you see this couple is, is having a great time. You want to capture that. You don't have to be in the video. All right. You just pointed at them. Hey, do you mind if I just get a, a reaction video of how your day was? And if they're too busy, great. No, we don't do Don't press them. But if they go, oh my God, yes, okay. Um, I'm just going to give you a countdown. Three, two, one. So what happened here today? Oh my God, we got married. You just basically have three questions. What happened here? How are you feeling? And any other question that you feel that would be you know, resilient. How did you like the food? How did you like the ambiance? Um, how did you like the ceremony? Whatever your specialty was at the venue, that's what you want to ask in those three questions. Mm -hmm. and, then get, and then get their results. Does it... It, it, does it matter if it's super professional? Like I know people will probably be, you know, concerned about it not being maybe produced correctly or have the right color filter or whatever. Have you found that that matters when using video testimonials? Realism is everything. Mm. You, you don't want to have to make it polished. I mean, you can, like on some of my reviews on some of my YouTube page reviews, um, I have a little, oh, another video review for great officiants, but that's not necessary. Um, you can just have the raw footage because that's that it tells the story mm. and you can if you know how to put graphics over it you can but just telling the story editing and editing just that that basic clip that's what you want it's the raw content that really matters it sounds like and realism is everything especially you know these days you know with the tiktok revolution and everything like that it's people being real it's people who they are you know 
whatever it is, if you capture realism in that moment, people will appreciate it and won't see it as a produced moment. Because people see produced moments as, eh, they were just, this, but this is raw emotion. This is raw feeling. And if you capture that in the testimonial and you post that, people will get that. People will feel that. Mm. I love that. Well, Alan, thank you so much for sharing with us about the reviews today. Um, I think I think this is going to help a lot of people. I'm excited for people to hear this. And so thank you for spending us some spending time with us uh, today on the Venue RX. If people want to reach out to you, maybe ask you more questions about this review process or you know, see where you're speaking next or um, maybe even interested in hiring your services, where should they be reaching out to you? Come to www.greatofficients.com and all my contact information is there. Awesome. Are you pretty active on social as well or is your website? I better? am. All my social media is at Great Efficients. Very cool. Easy enough. All right. I love it. Thank you so much, Alan. Appreciate it. My pleasure. Thank you. And get those reviews. Don't be afraid to ask and be successful and be the top review place in your, in your hood. Hey there. Thanks so much for listening. If you are a return listener, could you do me a huge favor and consider rating and reviewing the show? We don't run ads. We're not really looking to do that, but we do want to grow the show. And so my ask to you is you take a moment or two and rate the show wherever you're listening to it, whether that is Apple Music, Spotify, uh, even if you're on you know, YouTube, I'd love, to, I'd love to hear from you. Please shoot me a DM though on Instagram so that I can thank you personally and I'd love to shout you out as well. I appreciate you more than you can imagine. All right, back to the show.